1: Thank you for
0: traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
2: There's a lot happening these days. But I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters, without taking too much of your time.
1: With Jason McIntyre.
3: What is up, Straight Fire fam? It's me, Jason McIntyre. Straight Fire. For Wednesday, December 7th. Unbelievably, this is the first morning I've woken up in about three weeks and there isn't wall-to-wall soccer all morning to get me through the lunch period out here in LA. Unbelievable. The World Cup has been so good. I have been loving every minute of it. Games have been incredible. The Spain upset yesterday. I mean, I I think we even, I think I might've mentioned it yesterday. Like, listen, there hasn't been an upset. Keep an eye on Morocco. I didn't think they'd pull it off, but that was that was just a great, great penalty kick victory. And it really was the highlight of the sports day because not a lot went down yesterday. Yes, we had the Baker Mayfield landing with the Rams. I, I just don't know that that moves the needle much other than the Rams saying, hey, we're not tanking because we don't have our own draft pick. And at this point, I mean, Baker Mayfield, they saying he may play this week. I, I can't imagine if he would pass Bryce Perkins in the rotation, not barely knowing the playbook. Um, if anything, Sean McVay can help Baker uh, Mayfield restore whatever dignity he had as an NFL quarterback. Because, folks, he's at rock bottom. Like, we were talking last month. Like, I would not be surprised if he was not in the league next year. It, it, that's how far he's fallen. Like, is he built to be a backup and hold the clipboard quietly? Or is he going to want to compete for a job? I don't know where he could compete for a job. The Houston Texans, maybe? <laughs> like, if they don't take a quarterback number one and they say, hey, we're just going to, let's give Davis Mills just one more chance and, and tank for Caleb Williams or, or the kid um, Drake May. By the way, he is the brother of Luke May. Anybody remember him? College basketball fans, North Carolina Tar Heels, hit a, like a buzzer beater to beat Kentucky in a really good NCAA tournament game. I think it was an Elite Eight game. Um, I don't know if he made the NBA, but he had a good run at UNC. Might have won a title. Uh, but there, there's a couple good quarterbacks coming out next year. But yeah, I, I don't know. Baker Mayfield to the Rams doesn't really excite me. This is one of these weird days. So there's no World Cup. You've got a lot of hot and heavy baseball speculation that I don't know that I believe. Ordinarily, I don't really care about MLB hot stove. Right now, I'm more interested in the college football transfer portal. Uh, I'm wondering what Rob G's UCLA Bruins are going to do at quarterback. DTR, he's probably going to go to the NFL. Well, I think he's an NFL quarterback. I don't think he's an early round pick. But with him leaving, there's a huge void at quarterback. Chip Kelly's not going to want to like bring in some freshman. You know, The move is bring in some 22-year-old who's ready to go, firing on all cylinders, and there's a lot of good ones out there. Kid from Wake Forest, you've got... Um, the kid from uh, NC State, Leary. You've got Hudson Card. I think Notre Dame probably gets their first pick, and then after that, you trickle on down. But, like, the baseball hot stove just doesn't really do it for me. And I confess, when I talk to Rob G, who we haven't really talked to on the pod in a minute, he's just so busy. And, you know, now he's a super producer. He's doing the uh, Odd Couple. He's spending weekends doing crazy stuff. Uh, it's It's like he's a young single guy again, except he's married with a kid and going to Disney World. And, you know, we got to talk about his Raiders. I know he wants to talk about the Lakers. So instead of, like, bring on a guest and talk about something topical, I thought Rob G. and I would just chop it up um, for a little bit. The audience likes when we just riff on whatever. I mean, I like to needle Rob G. for some of his teams, but we haven't really spoken since the Raiders have surged, since the Lakers have surged. And I do have a new TV show that my kids and I and the wife just got into that I don't know if Rob G's watching it. I'm going to just float it. It's on Netflix, and it's called Wednesday. Rob G, have, are you familiar with it?
4: I am familiar with it. My wife, watches it. My wife watches it. I don't watch it, but How, she watches what it. What do you mean? Why are you not watching this? Because I don't have time to watch TV Ooh. like that or stream things. Like I'd have to have a full weekend of nothing to do before I can really catch up on any shows.
3: Bro, it's an hour. You can't carve out an hour for the wife and, and, a, and a great little teeny bopper show.
4: No, not really. (laughs) Not really. It's pretty
3: funny. Uh, I've I've only seen one episode, and of course, I went out and played soccer last night. And then while I'm gone, the kids are like, they watch an episode, I come in, and they're like, Dad, oh my gosh, you've got to catch up tomorrow. I'm like, what what are we doing? You you guys are watching without me. Um, But it's fun. It's fun around the holidays. You know, watch, obviously Wednesday's not Christmas fair, but there was a Christmas movie we saw recently, Rob. And I know uh, it's tough during the World Cup. I'm a soccer guy football college football it was busy but now things are slowing down there's like no college football games over the weekend unless you're like you know making time on saturday for army navy or the heisman but it's something called i think it's called the christmas chronicles have you heard of that
4: oh is that the one with kurt russell
3: yes okay is that what it's called i think so that sounds about right so someone at fox told me about it we watched it not bad i mean have you checked it out or no i
4: have not but I, i think i know exactly what you're talking about though
3: I mean, like, I'm open to bringing in new shows that I've never—like, if it were up to me, I would say, okay, uh, Monday we're going to watch Charlie Brown at Christmas, and then we're going to run it back on Wednesday, and then we'll do it next. I just love that 27-minute episode brings me back to my childhood and, and, and being a kid and not having to worry about bills or presents or any of that stuff that just crushes you during the holidays. And listen, my wife's doing a lot of it, but Rob, you, you know this. Like, they're under stress— you got to chip in and do stuff like uh, it's it, it. This is a tough time. This month is very tough. I mean, you got to make fun and and, and have time for enjoyment. But it, it's a it's a it's kind of stressful, Rob.
4: Yeah, no kidding. I mean, I spent uh, Tuesday mid morning at a local Marshall's getting stocking stuffers wow. for people, you know, because oh. he's like, hey, you don't want to spend a lot of money. It's just little things, little knickknacks here and there. I got to tell you, Marshall's is very slept on in the uh, <laughs> shopping, you know, realm. I mean, you can get little things for little kids, things for grown men, things for my nephew. Got him some funky socks that he liked. You know, they, they have little hamburgers on them. I don't I don't yeah, like it, but I'm, he likes it. I, that I kind can't of believe stuff.
3: you go to stores, Rob. I, you're not just ordering
4: everything on Amazon? No, because I'm not rich like Jason McIntyre.
3: Oh, stop it. I <laughs> the Amazon. Not rich. You want me to tell you what's on my screen right now, though? I heard the wife say, you know what we need? You know, the kids carry water bottles to school these days. We never carried. I never mm-hmm. had a water bottle at school. Did you? No, so you use a drinking fountain. Yeah. Nobody touches yeah. those anymore. Right. right? Come on. Um, so anyways, it's like we really could use a cleaning brush for these water bottles. So I don't have to like jam something in there mm-hmm. and, and clean it because you can't, can can't. Can, your hand can't fit in the bottle. So instantly on my screen, call up water bottle, Amazon, $10, bing, ordered. You know, like that's easy instead of like going out and like fighting crowds and well
4: yeah and- I, I i agree with that i guess the, the thing is if i'm doing stocking stuff, so i don't know what i'm looking for like i don't know what it is i want to buy so i'm just like hey oh, what dear. i'm gonna go in the little gift section takes me all of 20 minutes and i'm just looking around i'm like oh that's kind of cool like oh look this is a, a a nail file which is also a body wash like that's kind of cool <laughs> so i'm gonna get one of those like six bucks so stuff like that, that that's how okay. i spent my tuesday morning you know getting the ready Zip- for this show
3: so I will confess, guys, Sunday, as the Raiders are coming back against the Chargers, you know, they're up big in the fourth quarter. So I hit Rob G. I'm like, Rob, you want to talk about the Raiders? And Rob says, go ahead, Rob, tell them.
4: Tell him I didn't want to talk about
3: the Raiders. <laughs> <laughs> how are you not excited? I, I don't get it, Rob. Listen, the Jets win one game, and your boy is like, yo, I'm flexing. Literally. Mike White, how about it? I mean, they almost beat the Vikings, and I'm fired up. And now you guys are on a three game. I think three game win. Streak, three games.
4: Right? Yep. And realistically, and this, a chance to to run the table the rest of the season.
3: But well, that is the weird thing. You start looking at these schedules, and all of a sudden it's like, oh, nobody in the league can cover Devonte Adams. Josh Jacobs is now, you know, one of. The, is he leading the league in rushing?
4: Oh, he I he's think he's right there. there. Yeah, I think he is. And, and,
3: and this offense, I I I, I've j- I jot down stats. You know this because I uh, I'm just reading stuff all the time, trying to find anything for gambling. How's this for a staff for you? Wait, let me, let me find it here. So Josh Jacobs, uh, uh, Josh Jacobs in the Raiders offense, in the first, I think it was nine games, they had one, one game with 400 yards of offense. They now have three straight games with 400 yards of offense. What I want to know is, and I haven't seen the answer, what the hell happened? Uh, a switch just flipped because they don't have Renfro. They don't have the tight end Waller. The offensive line didn't suddenly get good. Is it just a matter of the opponents? I know the Seattle defense stinks and the Chargers defense stinks, but all of a sudden their defense, uh, not the defense, the offense is just on fire and all of a sudden they look like a juggernaut. What's going on?
4: Well, what's funny is that all of this kind of switch was flipped following that loss to the Jeff Saturday led Indianapolis Colts, Mm. which was unbelievably embarrassing. So much so that Derek Carr was crying at the podium in the post game about how much it hurt him and to see guys not giving maximum effort. So where they lucked out is the week immediately after that, they get the hapless Denver Broncos, which they needed overtime to win that game. It's not like they went in there and pounded Denver, which pretty much everybody does these days because they have the worst offense in football. They squeak by them and suddenly they discover, Hey, you know what? We have in my opinion, the best wide receiver in football. Josh Jacobs is running like a man possessed in a contract year. We don't have to do a whole lot of exotic things. We don't have to be the smartest guys in the room anymore, Josh McDaniels. We can run the ball, play action, get it to Devontae Adams. We can run the ball, quick hit, Devontae Adams. We can flee flicker. Hand the ball to Josh Jacobs back to their car just so we can get it back to Devontae Adams. Like, they're mm, yeah, they're, yeah. they're doing what you would expect a team to do when you have players of that caliber. Like, look, it doesn't matter how you get them the ball. It doesn't matter what you call, how you dress it up. Just get them the damn ball and let them figure out the rest from there. The defense has been okay. They got, you know, two good defenders, basically, Max Crosby and then whoever else shows up that week, maybe Denzel Perriman. But really, it's been their offense. And then now, you look ahead at their schedule, mm. they get the Rams this week on Thursday night.
3: And it's third-string quarterback for the Rams. It sounds like Bryce Perkins is going to be the guy. Yeah.
4: And, and, you know, Adam Schefter reporting on Tuesday afternoon that, you know, maybe Baker Mayfield might get some snaps. Now, oh, I don't oh. think that's going to happen, but if they do, that's just another reason why you should win that game because yeah. he shouldn't be playing. Then you get an extended, you know, I guess a mini-bye because they don't play again for another yeah. 10 days. They get the Patriots at home who have been uneven, I guess would be the way to describe the way that they've been playing this season. I don't I don't think their offense is anything to write home about. Bill Belichick's getting asked about making a coaching change or, or a coordinator change because Matt Patricia's obviously not the right guy. Get the Steelers, who are not very good at all, even though I know that they're right there in the playoff haste. They close with the Niners and the Chiefs. The Niners, who we've you've talked about in the last couple of days, they have Mister Irrelevant at quarterback, and the Chiefs could have the conference sewn up by Week 18.
3: No, I doubt that. No, no but they could. It's possible. It's not it's like possible.
4: it's out of the realm of possibility. So it's like, are you? Would you really be that shocked then if they ended up running the table there? I wouldn't be. Well,
3: I mean, they would have to pass the Chargers, which is certainly doable. Um, did they sweep the Chargers or split? one and one? Okay. Um, So they would have to pass the Chargers. They would have to pass the Jets. And before you scoff and Mike White and all this stuff, I I just need to point out the Jets' schedule down the stretch does include Detroit-Jacksonville. Now, Detroit is surging. Jacksonville is, I don't know, every week they're like good or terrible. Who knows? At Seattle, I I still don't think Seattle's great. And then Miami and Tua. So Jets are going to be battling for that spot. I think the Ravens could fade if this Lamar Jackson stuff Like, think about it, Rob. If you're Lamar Jackson, your team is banged up to high hell. Your top receiver's gone. Mark Andrews is playing banged up. Uh, Gus Gus the bus, Edwards can't stay healthy. Like, Ronnie Stanley down. Like, it's just, it's ugly. And they can't move the ball. The defense is hit and miss. Uh, If you're Lamar, remember, you're playing for a contract. Are you really going out there and busting your hump as a one-man show? Uh, uh, Down the stretch, are you? I don't. I don't know. This weekend is going to be real telling. If Huntley loses to the Steelers, it's just like I don't know if uh, does does Lamar really have incentive to come back quickly? He hasn't been great this year, but I don't think it impacts his contract. Do you?
4: Oh, I mean, I think that he's dug himself such a hole this season. We've talked about it briefly. That I don't know if there's anything he could do if he's not a hundred percent, which he's not going to be if he decides to come back this season. He's going to be, you know, a facsimile of himself. I don't think there's anything he could do that would really raise his stock from where it is right now. Like, he came into the season looking for the fully guaranteed bag. Right. And then he has a great first, like, two or three weeks. And then since then, he hasn't really been great. I I don't think he's been even good, really, relative to what you'd expect from someone of his caliber. So if he comes back and he's not 100%, I don't anticipate seeing him get back to that week one, week two Lamar Jackson where he convinces them to change their mind and give him the fully guaranteed deal, I think that ship has completely sailed. I think he's—I don't even think he's going to get a, a long-term deal this offseason. So
3: he'll—so he'll be franchise. He'll be
4: franchise tagged, yep.
3: And then he'll be franchise tagged again, and then he'll leave like Kirk Cousins.
4: Possible, yeah.
3: I, I mean, I, I can't foresee him staying. So that—that's one interesting subplot. The Jimmy G news. Now, everybody thought initially it was a Liz Frank out for the year, done. Then they, I guess they had a second MRI or a second opinion, and all of a sudden it's like, wait a minute, it's not that bad. He could be back in seven or eight weeks. Seven or eight weeks lines up basically with the NFC Championship game, almost like perfectly. Um, the question is, can Brock Purdy keep them afloat to the NFC Championship game? I actually don't think it's crazy. And we talk, I talked about it on the pod yesterday with uh, the instances of Nick Foles and Jeff Hostetler way back in the late 80s, early 90s. It can be done if you have an awesome, awesome defense. Now, the Eagles did not have an incredible defense. They had a good coach in Peterson, and they had great skill position players where it was like a bunch of good receivers, a bunch of good running backs, really good tight end. Nobody great. 49ers are great everywhere with Debo and McCaffrey and Kittle. I don't know, Rob. I, initially, I was like, well, they can't win the Super Bowl. Now, I, I, don't. if they can get to the Super Bowl, does Jimmy G come back just for the Bills or Bengals or Chiefs? It would be a good story, and I was looking into some Brock Purdy stuff. Um, This is interesting. At Iowa State, where he was a four-year starter, he was a good deep ball passer, 30 touchdowns. Somebody at Football Outsiders pulled the stats like, he wasn't showing much against Miami. There's a chance he comes out and surprises some people like, oh, he can go deep to Brandon Ayuk. Okay, this is something we didn't anticipate. So I would not be shocked if Shanahan pulled something off here. This is a guy who won a lot of games with Nick Mullins. Like, San Francisco, to me, is definitely not done, Rob. Um, But I I did kind of want to pivot briefly to the NBA, as Rob is um, Mr. Los Angeles Lakers, watches all the games. And I did predict this, Rob. With the World Cup, it's like, it's very difficult to watch sports all all the morning, and then at night watch sports too, seven days a week, mixing in college football in the NFL. So I have kind of sort of punted on the NBA for the last two weeks. Not totally punted because I do call up the scoreboard and just thim- skim through it. I am checking on certain rookies and future bets that I have Ben Matherin. Um, I don't know why Paolo Banquero had missed so many games. Maybe you can fill me in. Um, but I did notice the Lakers were surging.
0: Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats,
1: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at FoxSportsRadio.com and within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
3: As my dog Buddy barks up a storm, I have noticed, Rob, that the Lakers are surging. And yes, it coincides with the Lakers beating up on a bunch of bad teams. Okay, They did beat the Bucks. That's obviously a really nice win. But I I started to look at the NBA a little bit more last night. Obviously, Dallas had a really nice win. The Warriors can't seem to get out of their own way. I mean, they're still hovering around 500 here at like the... We're past the quarter mark, right? 25 games in? Yep. Like, I don't know what's going on with the Warriors. It it is bleak. But the weird thing is nobody's really good, Rob. I look at the standings in the West. I'm like, okay, somehow Phoenix is playing really well. Um, Who the hell else is good? And I'm looking at the standings and I'm like nobody's pulling away, which has actually helped the Lakers. I know they're still not top eight, but this is a long way to go. And I just, I want to check in with you, Rob, on your thoughts on, you know, at 10 and 13 after the loss to the Cavs last night. You know, they're still only five and a half back of the number one seat. There's a massive log jam. I mean, there's injuries everywhere. Carl Anthony Towns is down for a while. Minnesota, they just don't look right. Damian Lillard's been in and out of the lineup. Kwame, I'm sorry, not Kwame. Kawhi Leonard plays seemingly whenever he wants. My Sacramento Kings, fourth in the West, 13-9. and nine. How about that run, Rob? But I need to ask you, are you of the belief there, there's two lines of thought? Number one, Anthony Davis playing out of his mind, motivated by all this should-they-trade-AD talk. And a lot of people will scoff at that and say, no, guys, trust me, Anthony Davis hears all this stuff. He knows it, okay? Russell Westbrook has been motivated by this stuff. These players have rabbit ears, especially the guys on social media. OK, it's impossible not to in L.A. So, A, Davis is motivated by all the trade talk and playing out of his mind. B, the Indiana Pacers have a new kid surging. They're, they're fifth in the East. It won't last, but they're fifth in the East. Andrew Nemhart. So they've got all these good young players. Buddy Heald and Miles Turner are, if, if anything, holding back these young players. They, they were thinking about tanking the Pacers. I don't know that that's possible now. Orlando's terrible. Detroit is very bad. Charlotte is very bad. The Bulls are cratering. I think the Lakers, I know, I know everybody wants to rip him, but the GM of the Lakers, the front office, held off making the trade and giving up the draft picks. And I'm telling you right now, I don't think they'd have to part with him. And they actually have flexibility now that the Lakers have turned around the ship. And frankly, I don't know that Miles Turner and, and Buddy Heald is the best deal. A couple weeks ago, you had mentioned the Chicago Bulls. Well, they are really struggling, and you got to wonder, do they consider making a move? I'm telling you, the San Antonio Spurs want Wembenyama. They do not have the worst record. They will be giving off anyone with a pulse here in the next month or two. And I know that pivotal December, is it December 15th or December 12th, whatever the day is, where guys who sign contracts are then tradable. So it could get interesting here in the coming weeks. Your thoughts, Rob, on the Lakers as they – win 8 of 10.
4: Well, 8 of 10 heading into uh, last night's loss, which we're not going to count against because AD only played like four minutes and then he got ruled out with a a flu bug, which is unfortunate considering how much he'd been dominant, you know, the last couple of weeks. I'm just going to say that I deserve a round of applause from america from jason mcintyre because i told you before the season lakers 22 to 1 and win the championship and then i told you oh again like three weeks later at 80 to 1 i say this is like stealing money at this point oh my <laughs> so look, okay now, in all seriousness um they're, they're better than i think a lot of people thought they were going to be i mean i kind of expected that they would be contenders this season only because i didn't expect the roster that they have now to be who they ultimately end up having come playoff time. And Dave McMenamin, who's been on this show, Zach Lowe, who I believe contractually cannot be on this show, but he's still a friend of ours. We like we like his work over at ESPN. They said on their most recent podcast, I think it was Lowe's podcast, that the Lakers are not just in the let's trade Russell Westbrook and those two picks line of thought, which is what we everyone was talking about going back to last season. They're of the belief right now that Russ is playing well enough as a six man. We know what it's going to cost to get off of his contract, which is probably both of those first round picks, the 27, 29. Maybe we can do something smaller with Pat Bev's expiring deal, Kendrick Nunn's expiring deal, and maybe a couple of seconds or a highly protected one of those first round picks and get, Kyle Kuzma,
0: oh, bring Kuzma PJ back. P.J.
4: Washington from Charlotte, Bogdanovich from Detroit, and suddenly, if you work the jigsaw a certain way, there is a realistic scenario where the Lakers end up with the big wing that they're looking for, whether it's Kuz, Washington, Bogdanovich, whoever. Pick whatever guy you get, and still have Russ plus those picks, where if you really wanted to make the Indiana deal that's been sitting there since this summer, you could. And suddenly, the Lakers, who were what the worst team in NBA history through the first 12 games, like they couldn't shoot for anything, they were 2-10, yeah. you mean to tell me that a lineup featuring Miles Turner, Anthony Davis, LeBron James, Buddy Heald, and uh, Bogdanovich is not scaring the daylights out of anybody in the Western Conference right now?
3: (laughs) I love the exuberance.
4: Scaring the daylights? You don't think Um, that that... So wait, and all you'd have to do would be with part with, did you say
3: Kendrick Nunn? Kendrick Nunn's
4: expiring, Pat Bev's expiring, Russell Westbrook's expiring, and a couple of picks.
3: So coming off the bench, you're left... with. I I don't know, I'm keeping Lonnie Walker as a starter. I'm
4: sorry. Well, whatever. Um, I mean, like Suddenly, that is arguably the deepest team in the Western Conference
3: all right let's def- suddenly
4: because <laughs> because patrick beverly is giving you absolutely nothing
3: oh, yeah i know why is he there he's not Did kendrick Knight is
4: giving you absolutely nothing yeah, Ru- he is abysmal russell westbrook is solid as a sixth man but at 47 yeah. million dollars you can get that kind of production for a mid-level
3: well what about austin reeves is he the is he one of the best is he the next alex caruso oh he's, like he's better too. than alex caruso Oh, he doesn't defend like No, but, him. He's, but he's he's does. a much
4: better offensive player. And he defends yeah, well Yeah,
3: looks like he is fifth in the Lakers in scoring. Yeah, he uh, up 10. until up a until
4: a few days ago, he was a 50 40 90 guy.
3: Yeah, he's down at 38%. Oh my gosh, 91% free throws. You're right. Yeah, listen, Austin Reeves is getting buckets. The dude is good. Um, let me just ask you though. Uh like Joel Embiid hurt, mm-hmm. James Harden hurt like have you paid attention to the East at all? Like, who's the best team in the league now? I know because I know people. Oh, it's Boston.
4: Easy. Boston is the best team like, without a doubt. Not even close. Okay. Not even close. Um, Jason Tatum. And
3: they still don't have Robert Williams. They
4: still don't have Robert Williams, but Jason, oh, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Al Horford. Uh, the Brogdon pickup has been, in my opinion, the steal of the century. What they gave up to get him, and he has been a perfect fit. And these guys are just shooting the lights out. Like their offensive efficiency is—I think the gap between them and number two, which I believe is Phoenix, is like five points, which is the same as the gap between number two and number sixteen. Mm, like they, yeah, Tatum
3: is incredible. they have
4: they they have been absolutely dominant, and they again they're doing it without Robert Williams. So um, everything that we expected coming into this season, you know, with the the way they lost in the finals to Steph Curry, the whole um, Ime Udoka scandal. And you would think that they would at least get up to a slow start. You know, that's maybe not, they'd be fine in the end, but you would think it'd be a slow start. It's been the exact opposite. They've been galvanized and they're easily the best team so far this season.
3: In uh, a, a quick Ima Udoka note, I, fo- I follow Us Weekly cause on Instagram because I used to work there and uh, this was like 18 years ago, maybe 20. Um, and I saw that they had a report that Ime Udoka's wife, Nia Long, or in whoever he they were engaged, but they lived together for a long time, just dumped him. I guess she gave him a second chance after he was busted shagging all those people in the Celtics organization. And, and it's official, he's been dumped. And he didn't get to go to the Brooklyn Nets, who I've heard very little about. They're sixth in the East, 13 and 12. Real quick, we can wrap up on this.
0: Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats,
2: You'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with
1: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
3: You know I am an Atlanta Hawks fan because just like I picked the Kings in the West, I am all aboard the Trey Young DeJonta Murray train. And I follow the Hawks closely. I, again, a bet on their season, win total over. I saw something this week that was disturbing. So Trey Young apparently was getting shoulder treatment in the locker room, and his coach went and said, um, so when you're done, you're going to go to shoot around and then blah, 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 or whatever. And Trey Young responded, we'll see how I feel. And Nate McMillan something like, no, 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 it doesn't work like that. If you don't do shoot around, you don't play. And Trey Young, who is the face of the organization, apparently was like, all right, well, I'm not playing, and just didn't go to the arena and, like, stayed home. And, and now there's, like, a big rift between the two. Apparently there was, like, a film session where Nate McMillan, remember, the last coach, I've already forgotten his name, in Atlanta. Lloyd Pierce. Beefed with Trey Young. Who? Lloyd Pierce. Pierce, right. Beefed with Trey Young and got gone. They just dusted him because they, they got to ride Trey Young. It's a, it's a fine line coach and face of the franchise, max player. I don't know if he's a super max guy, but Trey, max, Trey Young's going to make a lot of money. He's a very good player. Hawks are fourth in the East. But Rob, this report was troubling. Like, we don't get this stuff with Steph Curry. Why the hell is Trey Young acting like this? It, as, a, as a Hawks fan and a guy invested in their, their team this season, this pisses me off to no end. You're not Steph Curry, and you're acting like you're LeBron James? Like, oh, I'm just going to do what I want. And steamroll Nate McMillan, who's been around in the league for a long time? This is very troubling. And I know it's the Atlanta Hawks, and nobody cares. But I just see stuff like this, and I was very put out. This is like something Baker Mayfield would pull, you know? This is something guys who think they're the shit but aren't totally the shit, this is what they do. Not winners. Guys who think they're the stuff. And and I just had to riff on that for a minute because I'm disappointed in Trey Young. I'm not saying you got to fall in line, but, dude, you haven't won anything. You went to one conference championship series. It was a great run. You have potential to do real damage, and you're pulling this kind of stuff? I don't know, Rob. Maybe I'm going overboard, but I, I was pissed.
4: No, I'm totally with you. And, and I talked to a few people uh, around the league, some people that you might know, actually, and and they made the comparison to Kyler Murray. That that, oh. that 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 Trey Young has a little bit of now. Obviously, not as bad as Kyler. I think Kyler is well documented, but that Trey has a little bit of the yeah. I'm the man. This is how things roll. He can be a little bit difficult to deal with because he has a certain way he likes to go about things. It's, it's part of the reason why John Collins has been on the trade market for like four seasons now because John Collins doesn't like the way that reportedly that Trey Young you know does his business, and then. It's making the matters worse is Trey addressed the whole situation on Tuesday and he went viral with an exchange with a reporter where he tried oh. to say, you know, this is just a private matter. You don't know what you're talking about. You're not, uh, you're an outside guy. You don't get it. And credit to the reporter, I don't know his name, uh, Zach Klein, excuse me, out of Atlanta. And he's like, well, I know you're saying that it's private, but the fact that you didn't play on Friday night, you didn't. Show up on the sidelines That's public So can you explain why And he kept trying to dance around it And then he says Okay well Obviously you were hurt and he's like Well If I was healthy I would have been out there It's like Well John Collins Is in a walking boot And he's on the sidelines So why couldn't you show me Aren't you the leader of the team Ugh. And You got all these fanboys on Twitter and social media talking about, well, this is why we don't like the media. This guy already clearly said it's a private matter. And why are you pressing him like that? You don't get it. You think you're some big shot reporter. And it's like, no, Trey, uh, Trey Young understands as an NBA superstar, you're getting paid handsomely to perform your job. Part of your job is, uh, is dealing with the media and credit to that reporter for not letting him off the hook because Trey Young the more he spoke, the more it was clear that he had some sort of immature, emotional outburst with the coach that ultimately led to him deciding that he'd rather skip the game entirely than be with his teammates. And it's important for him to, number one, be accountable, and number two, to ensure that Things like that don't happen if you're the leader of the franchise. Mm.
3: Uh, can I float something, Rob? Sure. And this won't be popular because it, it's going to come in. Oh, why are you defending Trey Young? I don't know Trey Young. Never met him. Never interviewed him. Never DM'd him. Nothing. I do follow him on IG, and I saw that he had a kid this year with um, some girl he's been engaged to. They went to college together. He had a kid in, I believe, in the summer, June, July. So he's got a 6-month old at home. This is his first season with a kid. He's 24 years old. I don't know about you, Rob. I did not have a kid at 24. I there's zero no no, chance I, didn't I could have handled it. No. <laughs> I cannot and, and this is not an excuse at all. I can imagine it being a little difficult to be juggling a team that's good but has a big expectation this year. Um, being the face of the franchise, having a fiance who I'm sure is wanting to plan the wedding, um, a baby at home, and you're traveling with the NBA team all the time. And I know, Jason, shut up, man. Trey Young's making $25 million or whatever the number is. I don't even have it. I'm just guessing. $25 million. It, it, don't give me. He can afford all the nannies to take care of his kid. Yeah, I get it. But it's it, trust me, guys, this is a huge change in your life. Massive.
4: And he's having the worst season of no his career. Co-
3: and he's having the worst season statistically. I'm looking yeah, at his numbers. 41% 40 from the field, 30% from worse, three. Yeah, That's worse than his rookie year numbers. Okay, He is still making a lot of uh, 90% from the line, 9.7 assists. His scoring is there, but he, he's he's struggling. And they're adjusting to his new backcourt mate, DeJounte Murray. Now, I, we'll, we'll wrap up on this, Rob. Did you see the game where Young and Murray were flexing on the Houston Rockets, crushing them by like 15, 20? burying threes, and they would—they were doing the thing in like, I think it was early fourth quarter, late third. Hit a three, and then stay there and pose like Steph Curry. <laughs> and they were like, really showing up Houston. And Houston, I i don't, I, I'm not sure who it was on Houston. Somebody got in their face and was like, yo, cut that shit out. Houston came back and won the game. And there is some, this, there's going to be growing pains. I don't know, I haven't followed the Collins situation close enough. They definitely need one more guy. Um, I like a Okongwu a lot. Um, yeah, we'll see. Uh, their their front court's okay. Well, they're you know, they're one of those teams,
4: and and you don't. This is more like a fantasy basketball, fantasy football type trade. But they're one of those teams that would be better off consolidating their talent because I think they're one of the deeper teams, especially in the Eastern Conference. But I think they'd be better served if they could turn two of those guys or three of those guys into one marquee player. I don't know who that's, that is, but I think that do. they would be better off doing that.
3: It's really tough to do. Uh, all right, Buddy's telling me I've got to go. Um, so I, I did I did have fun chopping it up with you, Rob. Good to have you back on the pod. Thank you. We will be back tomorrow. And all your teams are surging, so it's a perfect time to get excited for the Raiders uh, and Lakers. All right, talk to you guys tomorrow.
0: Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside.
2: Zumo Play.